Welcome to the Miles Not Included podcast. I'm Joe. And I'm Brian. Run with us as we talk training, racing, and everything in between. Welcome to Episode 9. Today we talk to a runner from Vancouver, British Columbia. He shares his transformation from non-runner to marathoner and what he has learned along the way. He'll also reveal what it was like to run the Honolulu Marathon. But first up, we want to talk some miles in review. A quick look back at our week. So Brian, with six weeks to go for the St. Louis Marathon, how are you feeling? I'm honestly feeling really good. Uh, my mileage has been solid. Today, I'm actually feeling like garbage, but that's because yesterday I put in a solid 20 miler. Um, it was easier than I feel it should have been with the runs leading up to it, but I had solid mileage leading into it and then, you know, just hit the ground running on a very cold uh, Sunday or Saturday morning. Yeah, so, and that was kind of a crazy run because what was the the temperature at the start? So at the start, it was zero, and at the finish, it was 20. So that and, was, well, it was a nine-hour long run, though, so that makes sense, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, not not quite. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a that's a crazy temperature swing. So what about the rest of the week, then? What did you end up doing? So again, it was, I, I've just been trying to focus on consistency. Um, so I stayed in the six to seven mile range. Uh, on Wednesday, I actually got a double in, and I did a five-miler in the morning on the treadmill and then a five-miler in the evening on a different treadmill. It's a double treadmill day. If you pay for two gyms, you've got to use both of them. So you've got uh, – so let's see. With with the six weeks to go, are you dialed into – do you have a kind of a goal range, goal time at this point? It It's jumping – Every time I think about it, I change it because of my difficulties with last year and not starting two races. I keep saying that my goal is just to finish and I don't really want to commit to a time. But that said, obviously you want to keep a certain pace. So I've been doing most of my training runs at about 7:30 pace. That's what my 20 miler was at was just, you know, pretty dead on at 7:30 pace. And initially that was my thought for what I would shoot for at the marathon. But obviously if you are training at that pace come race day, you should theoretically be able to push a little bit faster. So I'm trying to talk myself into a little bit faster pace come race day. But at the same time, I'm worried about with the hip injury irritating it because I'm trying to push it too much. Yeah, gotcha. So do you, do you typically pick out like a specific time or do you put a range to it or like an A, B, and C goal? How do you approach it? I do like the A, B, and C goal, but when I pick my A goal, I usually will pick a two to three minute range just because it's tough to, to hit the nail on the head exactly. Um, but I try to pick a good two to three minutes where I will be very happy and in general i'm trying to pr so if i'm trying to pr yeah i've I've got a pretty solid idea of what i want to be and then i will have a backup goal and you know i'll always have my third one which is just to get through it healthy which is obviously key yeah i i think that's prudent i think both of us would uh would benefit from having that as our seagull 
Well, and the other thing, I mean, you, you talked about it being that cold. I think that really makes it difficult to try to figure out where your fitness is at, right? You're carrying around all these clothes and cold air, and it's hard to really know where you're at because either you're on a treadmill in a warm gym or you're on a, outside on the roads where it's cold. So trying to get that gauge where your fitness really is can be can be really tough. Yeah, and that's a great point, too, because come race day, it'll be that game of what do I wear because hopefully it's a little bit warmer, but you're putting in the extra effort and, you know, not necessarily adjusted to the warmer weather yet. And then there's on the flip side, you thinking to yourself, I don't want to be cold. So it, it, it's a guessing game for the most part. Yeah. And given the date, April 12th, St. Louis, yeah, I, I could see the temperature really being, (laughs) I could see it being warm. I could see it being pretty cool out there. So so how was your week this week? Good. I ended up, uh, this was my highest mileage to date. So very happy with that. I ended up getting in a uh, long run today. I did uh, 16 miles with a uh, fast finish. Uh, the guy I was running with cranked it up towards the end. So I didn't really have much of a choice unless I wanted to run by myself, but, uh, but it was good. So I got probably five, 10 seconds below marathon pace at the end, which I really haven't touched outside. So thankful for that. And then the rest of the week, the mileage was really solid, uh, with one quality run. I did, the my trademark cut down on Thursday, which was good. I ended up probably similar pace to where I finished a long run today. So it gives me a little bit of confidence to know that, um, I'm starting to play with those faster speeds more often. Nice. And, you know, adding that little bit of quality on the end definitely benefits you come race day. Yeah, that's that's something that's been, for my last couple marathons, has been tough with being injured. I've been reluctant to kind of push myself. So I'm trying to be cognizant of not overdoing it, but at the same point, just kind of stretch myself a little bit. So I'm hoping to next week I'll back off a little bit on the mileage, uh, continue with the quality, and then um, there's still enough time where I'm hoping to get in a couple higher mileage weeks and kind of push that higher. Yeah, and, and plenty of time before we get that taper as well. All right. Well, enough of our miles. Let's talk to our guest. Our guest today is on a roll. In the past year, he has set personal bests in five race distances. In December, he completed his second marathon, the Honolulu Marathon in Hawaii. When he isn't training or racing, you can find him blogging at Bradley on the Run, where he shares his running journey and more. Joining us from beautiful Vancouver, British Columbia, we're excited to talk with Bradley Cousin. Bradley, thanks for joining us today. Hey, Joe and Brian, thanks so much for, uh, for having me. Yeah, so we understand today you did a 10K. Can you tell us how it went? It, yeah, um, it went really well. Um, so I ran this race a year ago. Uh, it was the first time I had run it, and it was um, also the day that I started my blog, actually. So today is my, my one-year blogging anniversary as well. So I was I was kind of excited about this this race, and uh, they've come up with a new route this year, so it's a little bit, little bit different than last year. And uh, I set a three-minute PB today, so I was pretty uh, stoked about that. Congratulations. Thank you. So you mentioned your blog anniversary. 
Uh, so yes, <laughs> tell me a little bit about that. Well, I, uh, you know, going back into, into my running, it's, it's, uh, not been a long time since I started running. I'm coming up on just about six years, but, um, last year I, uh, was thinking about, you know, maybe I want to start sharing some of the experiences that I've been having and, and, uh, just be part of that blogging community. So I talked to a couple of friends and said, Oh, I'm thinking about, you know, writing and about my running. What do you think? And they said, Oh, why not give it a shot? So I started writing and, uh, just kind of took off and it's something that I've really enjoyed doing. It's kept me motivated in my running and, uh, yeah. So today was a year and I'm looking forward to uh, seeing where the next, next year and beyond will take me with that. Nice. So has that allowed you to meet a lot of new people? It has. Yeah. And it's interesting because I really hadn't been that active on social media with the exception of, uh, you know, personal friends on Facebook. So I, I started tweeting um, about the same time as my blog started. And I've had the pleasure to meet some of my uh, Twitter friends in person over the last uh, year um, and then made a lot of uh, new blogging connections with other runners around uh, North America, and it's been fantastic. So, uh, you know, I feel like I'm part of a community that uh, a year ago I barely even knew existed. Yeah, that's awesome. So, in, let's you mentioned you know you haven't been running for all that long. Um, let's yeah. go back to the beginning, though. You talk about oh. <laughs> uh, on your on your blog. I love this part. You talk about your sports background growing up, and you said you were <laughs> you said you were the antithesis of an athlete. So, what do you mean by that? Well. Wow, did I say that? Um, <laughs> yeah, I uh, I was never ever an athlete. Um, you know, in in elementary school, if they were picking teams, I, I was the last kid picked. I was I was always the smallest uh, kid in the class. I had really no interest in sports, um, and uh, you know, it just wasn't it wasn't part of my life. I was much more into the arts, music, theater, that sort of thing. Um, and that kind of carried me through uh, pretty much all the way through my formal education. I was never at all involved in any sort of organized sports. So I, I got to ask about one specific thing there. You said you hated every minute of grade nine phys ed class. Oh, my gosh. What, what was it about <laughs> grade nine phys ed class that was so, so horrendous? <laughs> well, it was it was the only phys ed class I had to take uh, in high school. And it was one of these uh they had they had segregated the the guys from the girls so it was it was an all boys phys ed class and i would talk to my friends uh who were girls and they would say oh today we learned the rules of volleyball what did you guys do and basically the the coach would say right shirts and skins go play football and that was it that's all i had to go on and uh, you know having not really had any interest in sports i had no idea how to play any of these games so i basically just stayed as far away from the action as i could and uh sort of, you know, held out through the year until grade 10 came along. Gotcha. And and while I'm on it, I got to ask you about one other. So you said you had one disastrous <laughs> ski lesson. What did that entail? Oh. <laughs> um, I was in one of my friends said, Hey, let's, let's go skiing. Let's, let's try it. And uh, she was not uh, a seasoned skier either. So we went to uh, the hill and we we're looking at the maps and there was a, a long, slow run we thought okay that that'll be easy we'll go try that one so we went up the lift to the top and it just happened that that day the run was closed and uh so the only other option was 
uh, a diamond run, like one of the hardest runs possible. So we, we started down and literally, you know, 30 seconds in, I fell and one of my skis came off and it kept going down the hill. <laughs> so I basically had to, had to walk the rest of the way down the hill. You're way more brave than I am. I, I've not, I've not even attempted to ski. Have you, Brian? No, I've never been out there. I am honestly afraid of it. Yeah, no. Well, and that's the thing. I, you know, I'm not an adrenaline junkie and, and running, you know, down the hills just doesn't, uh, <laughs> that doesn't work for me. So, you know, and I'm in, I'm in BC where we've got ski hills, you know, I, I can see them from, from downtown and yeah, I'm happy to stay, uh, stay on the flat ground. Yeah, I'm, I'm totally with you there. So tell us then, <laughs> so how did you make this transition? So 2009, you actually began running. Yeah. So what what yeah. what motivated you? Well, it's 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 the silliest story, really. Um, it was New Year's, so it was the holiday, and and we're just kind of hanging out at home, and uh, we were watching this British comedy uh, called Run Fat Boy Run. So I don't know if uh, you know you or your listeners are <laughs> familiar with this movie. It's uh, got Simon Pegg, um, and basically it's this this schlubby overweight guy who loses his girlfriend to a marathon runner. And he decides that he he's going to run a marathon to to win her back. So after a couple of glasses of wine, I thought, man, I can I can run. Why not? Let's set a New Year's resolution. So I decided that that night uh, to sign up for an 8K, uh, which I did. And uh, that's kind of how I got started. Uh, it, <laughs> it was almost almost like a dare to myself. That's that's an awesome story. I think that's when a lot of great <laughs> things happen. After a couple mm. glasses of wine and right, you, you know, you find the courage. <laughs> exactly. So, what, what were those early days like then? So, I mean, you're you're coming off of really no sports background, like you said. So, what were those first couple None. runs like? None. Uh, <laughs> painful. I uh, you know did a couple runs with one of my my coworkers. He had been a personal trainer. And, you know, we've got the best running uh, situation here in Vancouver. I mean, we, we rarely have snow. Uh, you can basically run all year round. So, you know, it was early in the year, January, February. And he said, OK, we're going to go a run along the seawall. And honestly, you know, we'd be out for a kilometer and I could barely breathe. My legs were sore. I'm like, what, what am I doing? What is what is this? Um but yeah, I just I decided decided I'd committed to this race, and I thought, okay, well, I better I better keep working on it so that I can finish it, um, and uh, it was kind of just went from there. And, and how, how long first... was it from your uh, decision to sign up to actually do the race? Uh, it was let's see, so that was New Year's New Year's that I signed up, and it was uh, May when the race came on. But it ended up not being my first race because uh, one of my friends had signed up for the Sun Run, which is uh, the largest run in Vancouver. It's um, it's a 10k that uh, is promoted by the, the the local newspaper, and it gets somewhere between forty and fifty thousand participants every wow. year. And uh, she had an extra race. Uh, a lot of companies will uh, sign up their employees to run this race. So she had an extra bib from her uh, her employer employer. So she said, "Hey, why don't you why don't you come out and try this race?" So that was my first race. It was about a month before the uh, the eight k I had I had signed up for. So this was my first ten k, and it took me an hour and seventeen minutes to make it through that that race. And 
I think that I think that uh, is when I was sold on running. I mean, it was painful and it was hard, um, but there was something about it, something about finishing this this race that uh, made me realize that hey, maybe I maybe this is something that I can do and something that I want to want to keep pursuing. Yeah, you talk a lot of in on your blog about running and the camaraderie it brings. Um, is is that mm-hmm. a big is that a big factor for you? It, it's definitely become more so. Um, uh, the first year that I was running, I did a lot of it on my own. Um, you know, so it was a little bit hit and miss. I was getting out, you know, occasionally with my coworkers, or you know, sort of when I felt the urge and had a race coming up and thought I'd better get out running. And then uh, about a year in, I uh, went to the local running store to get some shoes. I thought I'd better, you know, get some real running shoes. And the uh, the guy who was helping me with the fitting said, "Hey, you know, we have we have a running here, and um, that might be a motivation for you. Why don't you come and try it out?" So I thought, "Okay, yeah, why not?" So I showed up uh, for their first run of that year, which was in January, and uh, <laughs> I, I went there thinking, "Okay, well, I'm going to be doing maybe they'll do a ten ten k run, eight or ten k run today." So I showed up and. Was, there was a few people milling about, so there was this couple of uh, of ladies just kind of hanging out, and I walked up to them and I said, "Hey, I'm I'm new today," and they're like, "Oh, that's great! You know, um, are, are you a runner?" And I was like, "No, I'm just getting started." And they said, "Oh, well, you might as well join us. You know, we're the, the slowpokes, and you can just you know get your get your feet." I said, "How far are you running today?" "Oh, well, we're just uh, you know it's our last run before the the half marathon, so we're doing 20k today." <laughs> And I, you know, it was at that moment, I'm like, should I turn around and walk away or am I going to stick it out? So I, I joined these ladies and we were slow. I don't know how long it took us to do that 20K. It was, you know, probably well over two and a half hours. And I had such a good time getting to know these uh, these folks. And uh, I've continued with that running group ever since. And they are my biggest support network. Uh, they're such an encouraging bunch of people. And uh, yeah, so certainly that's that's made a huge impact on my uh, enjoyment of running. Yeah, that's so key to have a, a group of people that you can share that motivation, get that energy with. So how often do you run with them now? Uh, so I do uh, every Saturday morning. We have a, a long run. So that's the run I'll do with them. Uh, once in a while, I'll get to one of the speeds. They have speed clinics during the week as well. Just a bit harder to, to get out after work sometimes. Um, but, uh, you know, even though I had a race today, I did a, a run with them yesterday. We did a 16K, and uh, it was great. You know, it was just sort of catching up with a couple of uh, my friends there and uh, getting that motivation for uh, for the race today. It it's sh- certainly helps the run go by quicker, doesn't it, to have those people around you? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I remember the first time we did, uh, you know, well, when I was training for the marathon last year, uh, that was my first marathon, so... Prior to that, the long I'd ever run was 21K for the for the half marathon. So I remember the day that we went past 21 and we went to 23 and then we went to 25. And um, I think I did a blog post on, on my first 30K run. And so every one of those runs was a new achievement. And being with these people who were so encouraging and, and had been through it before uh, made, it made such a difference and, and yeah, certainly made the time go by faster. And, and, you know, when you felt like, oh my gosh, there's no way I can, I can make it to the end. Um, they'd sort of pull you along with the, with their encouragement. So that's, yeah, definitely made a huge impact. 
And you just triggered a thought. So, Bradley, for your marathon, you've run two marathons, right? Correct. Yes. Yeah. So, for the marathons, what was the longest training run that you did? <laughs> you know, it's funny because I was listening to your one of your first uh, podcasts and heard you talk about uh, not necessarily doing the longer runs. So, uh, we, uh, as part of our marathon training, we did get up as as high as thirty six. Okay. Uh, um, before the the forty two k for my first marathon, which was back in uh, uh, May of last year. But in the training for Honolulu, which I did in December, I think the furthest I ended up doing was 33. 33, okay. Yeah, because yeah. I've read 30K is kind of where a lot of international runners will just, 30 is the round number, 20 miles for us mm. here. So right. just curious there. So Yeah, and I mean, that's, that's part of our, our coach's sort of training plan. Um, and so, you know, we do tend to, he, he's coached a lot of very talented runners uh, and his seems to be quite successful so uh that's that's what we've uh, <laughs> we've been following anyway yeah i mean it's great to have that guidance and somebody that you can trust and and follow along so how Absolutely. uh how would you say then your trainings obviously you've raced longer and longer distances since you've started in terms of racing but how would you say your training has evolved over time that's a that's a good question. Um, <laughs> I, I sometimes, when I look at uh, some of the more seasoned uh, runners and and what they do for their training, I do feel like I'm a little bit uh, less refined in terms of the training that I do. Um, I, I do the long runs on the weekends for sure, and that's made a definitely had an impact. But my midweek training is is a little hit and miss. Uh, I do try and get out at least once, usually twice a week. Um, often I'll do runs at lunchtime. My uh, commitment to speed work has been pretty light. And I wouldn't want to set myself up as an example of the best uh, methods for training. But uh, somehow, uh, over the course of the last few years, it has worked for me uh, somehow or another. And uh, I think it's it's a work in progress for sure in terms of what is the best training that works for, for me and for what I do. Well, you're definitely doing something right. I taking a quick look at your half marathon times. It looks like you took about a half hour off from when you started, and that's that's impressive. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I, I kind of love to to look back at those times during my first uh, first year or two of running, and and it was a, a significant um, improvement. You know, even within the first year. Um. So I guess yeah. I guess something something seems to be. Uh, having a positive impact on that anyway. Yeah. And another thing that you're, you're very open about on your blog is the challenges of staying healthy. I know we've spent a lot of time on our program <laughs> talking about that because as runners, right, we all struggle with this. Yep. So uh, you've got a couple different things that you do to try to keep yourself in, in you know, in shape and, and going well. Uh, you talk about yeah, yoga sure. and Pilates and t- tell us more. Yeah. So, um, I guess, I mean, it's, it's Vancouver, right? So yoga is, is part of the culture here. Um, I think you guys have Lululemon in the U S as well, which, uh, is the yoga brand. It started here in Vancouver. I've seen, um, I've seen it at the mall. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I personally, I don't own any Lululemon. Uh, I haven't really bought into the hype about it, but I think they've had a really positive impact on, on, on just sort of health in general in Vancouver. I mean, it's a pretty healthy city. Um, 
given the the fact that we've got nature and year-round good weather, etc. But anyway, um, yeah, I started doing yoga uh, fairly um, regularly, I guess, uh, about a year and a half ago. And I found that's been a really good sort of um, contrast to the running because my hamstrings, man, they're so tight. And so getting out and doing the uh, the stretching and yoga has, uh, I think, a, a really positive influence on that. So I try and do that about once a week. Um, and then the other thing that, that's really had a, a great influence is Pilates. And, the, and you probably saw that on my blog as well. Um, after I did the marathon last year, my first marathon in May, I had this incredible pain in the area of my groin, which was really uncomfortable and really unpleasant. And I didn't want to, you know, really talk about it. So I went to physiotherapy and we did some exercises and they gave me some, you know, different things to do. And I ended up taking about a month off of running um, just to let things relax and heal. And then a friend of mine invited me to Pilates, which I'd never done before. And if you're not familiar with Pilates, because I had no idea what I was getting into when I when I went to my first class, it's all about your your core. So working your abs, and it's not doing crunches; it's doing these very, you know, uh, intense tightening of your core muscles to try and and strengthen and and build that. And after a few weeks of doing that pain, everything that I'd been experiencing just went away. Um, and so that's something that I've realized is, is necessary for me as a runner because of how it, it impacts my body um, to give me that strength. And, and I think that's also had a really good impact on um, the work that I do and the, and the, the improvement that I've had in my runs. That's, it's great to hear success stories like that when you can, I mean, you, you tried something new, which I think as runners, it can sometimes be a little bit difficult to do that. It's like, I want to just keep running. Um, but the fact that you're open yeah, to yeah. it and, and tried it and have had good results, that's great. Yeah, Brian and I have a, have a good friend we run with, and he swears by the, the yoga and Pilates as well. He's sim- seen similar results um, that you describe. So. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I think it, it really depends on how different people use their bodies, right? And um, clearly, I had this this flabby core that couldn't handle what I was doing to it on these long distances. Um, and so having a, that just that more strength, um, has, has made such a a positive uh, change for, for how my body responds to the the training. That's terrific. So do you do anything else for core or is the Pilates really the cornerstone of that? I'd say that's probably the most important. Um, I have actually just like two weeks ago started with a, a personal trainer to do a little bit more strength training and, and conditioning, which I'm hoping to also bring into my, uh, my overall, uh, fitness plan. Um, I'm not a gym lover by any stretch of the imagination. I do like going to classes where people are just like, okay, this is what you're doing and just do it. Um, going to the gym on my own and, uh, I really need to have a plan to make myself do the work, but, uh, I'm, I'm looking to, to try and make that part of what I do on a, a regular basis. Yeah, that's awesome. So just shifting gears a little bit, one of the things you talk mm-hmm. about on your blog is uh, the different places you've lived around the world. Just, right. take, <laughs> just take us for a second. So you talk about you lived in New Zealand for just over a year. That's right. Yeah. So what did you do there? Uh, well, maybe I should, well, I'll take a step back yeah. actually. Uh, um, because uh, before New Zealand, I, I was living in Japan, 
um, and we can we can come back to that. But I, I spent uh, about uh, almost almost six years in Japan teaching English, uh, and then I decided to try something new. I was still able to get a working holiday visa, and so went to New Zealand and ended up actually teaching English there to foreign students in New Zealand uh, for about six months. And then I ended up uh, working at a wine bar for six months as well, which was also fantastic. So I'm having a glass of New Zealand Pinot Noir tonight because that yeah. seemed appropriate. <laughs> Perfect. So that, that kind of fits in then to uh, the next question, which was, uh, tell us a little bit about your your last marathon, the Honolulu Marathon. Yeah. So um, what I decided at the beginning of last year was this is going to be the year I'm going to tackle a marathon. Um, I uh, was going to turn 42 in December. And uh, although I, I know in, in the U.S. you think about it as 26 miles, but here in Canada, it's 42 kilometers. So I thought, you know what, I'm going to do 42 kilometers for my 42nd birthday. So I, I had a hashtag 42 for 42. So I uh, said, you know what, Honolulu is about a week after my birthday. I'm just going to do it. I signed up for it in, in January for, uh, for the end of that year, which was great because I got the early bird uh, um, fee of $50, which was amazing. And uh, that was my goal for the year. So I uh, ended up obviously doing the Vancouver Marathon in May, uh, which was great because it sort of prepared me for what to expect in, uh, in Honolulu. So December rolled around, and uh, from Vancouver, it's about... Uh, I guess about four hours, five hours to Hawaii. Flew in on Friday night, went to the expo on Saturday, and then uh, the race was Sunday morning. You know, sitting on an airplane for a couple of hours isn't necessarily the thing you want to do right before a long run. And I think it was probably really good on your part to, you know, be out there a day early. You could stretch out a little bit and relax. For sure. Yeah. Um, And it was my first uh, race away from home. I, I think the furthest I'd traveled for a race before was a half hour drive from from Vancouver. So uh, it was it was a big deal uh, for me. Probably the biggest mistake I made was uh, to spend Saturday at the expo. We were there for over an hour, kind of looking around, and then went you know went sightseeing because I'd never been to Hawaii before, and I probably uh, spent a little bit too much time walking, and I should have been uh, relaxing on the beach instead. Uh, that's that's a rite of passage as a marathon runner. You've got to do that at least once where you spend way too much time at the expo and then regret it. Yes. Yeah, I, uh, I, I think that's one of those one of those things that happens. You get caught up in the excitement and the hype of it. So you, you, if, if I heard you correctly, you said you got up at 3.30 a.m. Now, it's a pre-dawn start, right, for Honolulu? Yes. Yeah, it starts at 5 a.m., um, the hotel uh, where we're staying was um, in view of the start line. We we planned for that, so uh, it was great because it, it was about a ten minute walk for me from uh, from the hotel to the start line. So I, I was really grateful for that. I didn't have to uh, you know get up so much earlier to get to the start line. Um, and I think the thing I love most about that race is that they had fireworks to start the race, and you know it's still dark, and it was just this amazing celebration and it was really exciting um so i think that was that was probably my highlight of that race yeah that's that's it's one of those that's probably on a lot of runners list of races they want to do i mean you can't beat the destination and it's a fairly large race right oh yeah i think there was something like twenty five thousand people running wow 
And what's is the course fairly flat or does it roll? Um, so, <laughs> so it's it's fairly flat for the first uh, 10k or so, um, and then there is a uh, a hill that seems to go on forever uh, over Diamond Head, which is one of the uh, the uh-huh. volcano cones there in in Honolulu. Um, I. And after the fireworks, although that was very painful, it was also a really neat part of the race because it was still very dark. And um, they had volunteers the whole road with, uh, I want to say police tape, you know, tape marking the route. And they were every, you know, four feet or five feet or so. And every single one of them was cheering and encouraging and and giving this energy to the the race. And most of them were probably high school kids. Um, and it was just phenomenal, like the uh, the spirit that we got from, from those individuals. Um, once you get past that, there's a long stretch that goes over uh, the highway and then you go out and back again. And unfortunately, you have to do that hill over Diamond Head on the way back as well. And that was probably the the most painful part of the whole whole race when I didn't think I was going to make it, uh, but uh, somehow made it to the finish. And man, it was it was fantastic. It was raining a good part of the race, which I didn't expect. Um, but we also got to see rainbows uh, throughout the race, which uh, it was the contrast that sort of gave us that motivation to keep going. That's cool stuff. So you talk about a few of your other favorite, as you call them, travel runs, uh, Kyoto. Am I saying this right, Kyoto? Uh, Kyoto. Kyoto. Kyoto, yeah. There we go, Like as in the Kyoto <laughs> Treaty. So tell us yeah. about, yeah. so after Hawaii, uh, you, you went on, uh, you went to Japan then. Yeah, yeah. So I uh, decided to make a holiday of it and, and tack on um, some, some travel as well. So ended up going back to Japan. I still have a lot of friends there from the time I was living uh, in Japan. Uh, when I lived there, of course, I didn't do any running, um, so it was actually kind of exciting for me to uh, to go back and say, "Hey, I'm here now as a runner. Uh, let me uh, let me give it a shot." So, um, yeah, it was it was very nostalgic for me to be back in that town where I lived for uh, nearly six years um, and experience it in a whole different way. That is really neat. And then the other one you mentioned is Yellowknife. Can you tell us about <laughs> running there? Well, <laughs> so. Um, if you're not familiar with Yellowknife, it's in, in northern Canada, so it's kind of on the same uh, latitude as, as Alaska. Um, so you can go up there, see, see the northern lights. Um, it's cold. It's really cold there. Uh, I went there in April, so it wasn't too bad. It was the spring, so it was just, uh, just a couple degrees below zero Celsius. So I don't know, what's that? Probably 25 to 30 degrees Fahrenheit. And I was up there uh, for work because our, our company has a, a branch up there. And uh, yeah, I went out for this this run, which uh, I hadn't planned to do, but I had brought my, my cold weather gear just in case. And uh, it was great. You know, it was just a, a totally different environment. Um, got to see, uh, you know, some of the local sites, which again, you know, if you were driving around town, you probably wouldn't even notice. And so I just really had a, a great experience doing that. And that was just on my own. Um, and I was glad to get back to the hotel after that run, but, uh, but it was really good. It's awesome. So before we close out kind of this piece, is there any tips you would give given you've, you're a runner, you've traveled a lot. <laughs> uh, so people who are traveling internationally for a race, any advice you would give them? Oh gosh. Cause I mean, those, those other runs I did were just, you know, those are just fun training runs, mm-hmm. uh, for the race. Um, yeah, get there 
a, a day earlier if you can. You know, give yourself two nights to adjust. So don't arrive the day before the race, if at all possible. Try and get there the day before that. Um, and and like I said, don't don't uh, sightsee too much the day before, which was my I think that was my biggest mistake. Um, although I, I don't regret it because it was still amazing. I you know being able to, to hang out in, in Hawaii was awesome. But uh, yeah, just try and uh, relax and acclimatize. Don't eat anything weird. I, I did make every effort to uh, have the same breakfast that I have every other morning, which is a bowl of oatmeal. So I had, you know, sought out some uh, instant oatmeal that I could bring with me on that that uh, trip. And uh, yeah, just enjoy it. Like, joy, enjoy the experience. And I think that's a great point about not eating anything weird. It's something a lot of people take, you know, for granted, especially at the expo when they're, you know, handing out packets of goo and samples and everything. You know, everybody wants to try everything they can and it could cause you big problems come race day. Absolutely. And I had I had brought all of my, you know, my usual gels that I was familiar with and comfortable with. So I had those uh, ready. So there was nothing too uh, unexpected on on the run. So back to your blog post from today, um, (laughs) you mentioned you're not quite sure if there's another marathon in your future. (laughs) <laughs> I think this is a, a, a mantra of, of runners. I mean, I, uh, after I did my, uh, my first 10 K back in 2009, I said, man, I will never do anything longer than a 10 K. This is it. And I made the mistake of saying that out loud to people. And of course, uh, when I did my first half marathon, I had people saying, "Aha, that's <laughs> you said that you would never do it." So I, I made a point of never saying, "I won't do a marathon," but I I didn't know if I ever would. Uh, and then it happened. I, I decided to make that commitment. But after two marathons last year, it, you know, it did take a toll on me uh, physically to a certain degree, and then just you know, in terms of time commitment for running, I decided that this year I'm going to focus on shorter distances and stick with half marathons. But never say never. Um, I, I, I suspect that there may be a marathon on my future, but I don't want to make any uh, any promises one way or the other. Well, I'll just throw it out there for you, Bradley. The Chicago Marathon Lottery opens March 10th. If, <laughs> if you're interested, we'll put a plug in for that. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> well, awesome. So as we wrap up here, so maybe not a marathon, but what do you have on your schedule for 2015 then? Yeah, so I I decided, like I said, last year was my 42 for 42. This year I've decided to make it the year of the half. Um, so I've I've completed two halves uh, so far, uh, one in January, one in February. Um, February was a, was a PB, so I was pretty happy about that. Um, I've signed up for five more for this year, um, and I've got two more travel runs. I've got uh, San Francisco Half Marathon uh, is happening in July. And uh, I'm also doing a brand new one in December called the uh, the Lachlan Half Marathon, which is in Lachlan, Nevada. And uh, I've been invited to uh, to attend that one, which just happens to coincide with my birthday. So I thought, why not give it a give it a go? So that's what I, I'm planning for this year. Um, got another one or two halves that I'm sort of thinking about, but we'll see uh, see what comes. It sounds like a pretty full schedule to me. Yeah, it is It is a pretty full schedule. That's awesome. So, Bradley, if people want to keep up with your running, uh, where should they go? Uh, 
Um, well, I, I've got a few different social media things that I'm involved with, but um, I, I do have my blog, which you mentioned. So it is called Bradley on the Run. Uh, .wordpress.com. Um, I'm hoping eventually to switch over to have my own uh, URL with just Bradley on the Run, but uh, not quite there yet. But uh, that's where I can be found. Um, also, I do have a Twitter uh, handle which keeps uh, people up to date. So that's um, BJC Japan, um, which is an old uh, email address that I created back in the day, but I've held on to. Uh, and then I, I am on Facebook as well. I have a page that I created f with uh, Bradley on the run as well. Awesome. Well, can't thank you enough for uh, joining us today and best of luck with your running. Thank you. Well, thank you so much. I, I was very uh, flattered when you reached out to me about <laughs> talking on your podcast, and I'm really, really excited and uh, also looking forward to seeing what you guys have in store, and I will be uh, anticipating your upcoming uh, podcast episodes. That sounds great. Okay, for now, that does it. But remember, you can follow us on Twitter. Brian is at RunGooseRun, and I'm at McRunner26. Until next time, keep running. Want more info on the podcast? Head over to milesnotincluded.com. Are you on Twitter? We are too. Find us at MNI Podcast. Any questions, comments, or even like to be a guest on the show? Hit us up at podcast at milesnotincluded.com. Music.